Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. God bless you. And a big thank you again to everybody who's been working very hard behind the scenes to uh, put the Zooms together, the Facebook groups and everything else. Thanks, Ray, Tim, Sandra, especially. I do encourage you to join LAW. I don't know about you guys, most of you have been in the last few months, but the last few months in LIW for me have been some of the best that I've ever been in. They've been really, really interesting, thoroughly encouraging and beneficial. So please take time and, and avail yourselves of that. It's been fantastic. Every Friday, uh, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock, try and remember to join us at that time. We're going to continue this morning the series we began, I think about seven or eight weeks ago, just looking at historical characters in the Bible and the things that we can learn from them. I'm going to ask Marys to pray for us in Spanish or English? Spanish. Spanish. In Spanish. So you can pray for the gift of interpretation before we start. Amén. Amado Señor, te damos gracias en esta hora por tu maravillosa presencia en nuestras vidas. Gracias por permitirnos adorarte a través de este maravilloso tiempo de adoración you, y alabanza, Padre. Te damos honor y gloria, pedimos a tu Santo Espíritu que nos dé sabiduría, revelación, entendimiento espiritual para poder colocar en práctica tu palabra, Señor, y seguir creciendo en ti. En Cristo Jesús oramos con acción de gracias. Amén y Amén. Amen. Praise the Lord. Welcome again. Um, so we've spent, I suppose, about six weeks looking at largely the mistakes of biblical characters. A lot of our teachings, a lot of the books, the seminars, they're about the successes. Okay, and that's perfectly okay. But I don't know about you, as I reflect on my life, I think I learned a lot more from my failures. I learned a lot more from my failures than I ever did from my successes. And I think as human beings, as Christians, we like the positive, 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 positive. But in order to stop us making the same mistakes, I think it's highly beneficial for us to pause a moment and learn from other people's mistakes so that we don't do the same. We looked at Solomon. His mistake was he stopped fearing the Lord. We looked at David. He was presumptuous. And last week we looked at Judas who really left openings in his life that he shouldn't have done. He tolerated certain things, sins, weaknesses that ultimately Satan exploited and killed him for all eternity. Quite severe, huh? Today's character is Herod Antipas, King Herod. And I've studied his life before in great detail. So this was my second visit to this man. I find him fascinating. And if you ask me personally, what would be, you know, succinctly, what would be the one thing Herod would say to the world after his terrible death and horrendous end? I think Herod would say, do not tolerate a Jezebel spirit in your life. Do not tolerate a Jezebel spirit in your life. Now, I've just alienated most of the women who are watching. <laughs> okay, let me say something. Ladies, relax. Okay? Just totally... Spirits don't have a gender. Spirits are neither male nor female. The thing that we call the Jezebel spirit, oh, this is a Jezebel spirit, or that, this spirit existed long before the woman Jezebel, long before, and is still active today. 
It's just because the characteristics of a Jezebel spirit are most clearly seen in Ahab's wife. That's why, you know, traditionally we refer to this as a Jezebel spirit. But gentlemen, can I ask you to sit up and take notice? This is nothing to do specifically only with women. Okay? The Jezebel spirit will attack anybody through anybody if we tolerate that spirit. And many have, as you'll see this morning. Jesus himself refers to this. And I, I, I'm sure you've all looked at the book of Revelation. The first three chapters, largely it's agreed that these three chapters and the letters to the churches, they concern giving the end times church particular wisdom. So it's Jesus speaking in the book of Revelation, remember. It's a direct letter from Jesus Christ himself. It's the only letter directly from him, actually. So he's teaching the end times church, that's you and me, about the things to watch for. And he gives seven different examples in seven churches over the ages, but particularly something we should take notice of. Let me read to you from Revelation chapter 2. To the church in Thyatira, I'll read it to you. These are the words of the Son of God. Wow. These are the words of the Son of God. I know your deeds. I know your love and your faith and your service and your perseverance. And I know that you're doing more now than you did at the beginning. So far, so good. <laughs> then in verse 20, Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. You tolerate this, spirit. You tolerate this. And this is what I have against you. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality. And on, he gives a very harsh judgment for the toleration of Jezebel. And in verse 26, he says this, But, and to the one who overcomes, <laughs> overcomes what? Overcomes Jezebel. To the one who overcomes this spirit, I will give power, I will give rulership in the last days. You know, I do leadership seminars all over the world in many countries. Many young men come to these things with an aspiration, a desire to be in ministry or this, that and the other. But one of the qualifications for ministry is that you must overcome the Jezebel spirit. Because sooner or later, that thing will attack you. So can we all just relax this morning? Don't get defensive on me. Hello? <laughs> Don't get defensive. I need you to listen. This, okay? I want this to be revelation, not just teaching. Do you know the difference between knowledge and revelation? You can come to church every week and get lots of knowledge, but you're not going to change that much. Your life, your family, your ministry will stay at a certain level. Because you know what changes? Not knowledge. Knowledge just puffs people up. Revelation. The revelation of God's word. Revelation of the spiritual realm. And I pray this morning for everyone here and all those who will watch in the future that God gives you revelation of the spirits that attack the church, especially in these last days. Now we looked, as I say, over the last few weeks, Judas, Judas tolerated certain sins and weaknesses and that gave Satan access to destroy him. And that, that was, Satan is actually a fallen angel. Uh, Jezebel, as we describe it, is actually a spirit. It's a different entity. The Bible speaks of many entities. But as you'll see, 
you, you, you will find this evil spirit attacking people in the Old Testament, attacking people in the New Testament, and attacking churches and people at the end times. So I need to be prepared for this. I, I, I think one of the best examples of modern times of the effect of a spirit and people not being prepared for that spirit were the London riots. I, I saw the documentary. It was fascinating. Um, one man, he was a dentist. And he went out. The London riots were happening. It was on the TV. So he goes down into London. And next thing you know, he's attacking policemen. <laughs> he's a dentist. He's never done that sort of thing ever in his life. And, you know, in, in the interview, it was so heartrending, so tearful, so sad. And he was almost like saying, I don't know what came over me. Well, what came over you was a spirit and you're supposed to overcome that spirit to he who overcomes. And that dentist went into the city unaware of certain weaknesses, unaware of certain things within himself that gave access to that spirit of violence within our city. By the way, I grew up with riots. I grew up in Belfast, but I never rioted. I never did. It couldn't, whatever that spirit was in my childhood, we had constant riots. And many of my school friends got involved in that. But thank God I was, I didn't have that door open into my life. So Jesus warns the end times church, be very careful of what you tolerate. I love Derek Prince's. Derek Prince is dead now. And one of the greatest teachers the church has ever had. And his definition of witchcraft is this. The definition of witchcraft is trying to achieve any goal by any means other than the Holy Spirit. The definition of witchcraft. Am I a witch? <laughs> am I involved in witchcraft? The definition of witchcraft is trying to achieve any goal by any means other than the Holy Spirit. Now, I have desires, I have wishes, I have longings within me, things I want to achieve. But if I don't achieve, if I feel that I can't achieve those things through the Holy Spirit, then what tactics will I resort to? And if there's a weakness there, this is the very thing that the Jezebel spirit can manipulate if we tolerate those things within us. Now, let me give you a few characteristics of the Jezebel spirit. For me, this is absolutely fascinating. The first thing, someone who has a Jezebel spirit, the first thing they will probably want to do is be your best friend. They'll get close to you, especially as a pastor, Pastor Timothy. So, someone with a Jezebel spirit, Pastor Timothy, I love you. I want to serve you. I'm here for you. This is a Jezebel spirit. For, not always, obviously. But very often, a Jezebel spirit, they want to help you. They may even want to marry you. <laughs> All right? And you'll see that right through the Bible. Jezebel married Ahab. All right? Herod married Herodias. That was all Jezebel. They, they want you to feel that they love you, but actually, they want to kill you. That's what they want to do. That's the hidden agenda. Their plan is to kill you. They are highly ambitious and can often use sex as a means to, like Herodias did with Salome. They can often use sex as a means to get what they want. And if they can't do that, they'll use a multitude of ways. They're totally ruthless. And they promise, if you try and deal with me, if you try and confront me, I will destroy your life. This is what they did with Elijah, right? <laughs> 
If you try and deal with me, this is what they did with John the Baptist. When John the Baptist began to declare the truth, you go tell John, he opens his mouth and I will cut his head off. So the Jezebel spirit, it can be in your family, it can be in your church, it can be in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your city. And it's, it's that thing that you're frightened to confront. It's that thing that you know is wrong. You know that you should deal with it. But you're tempted to run away from it. I'll tell you this about Jezebels, and I've had a lot of experience with this in different churches. They're never fully in charge. They're never fully in charge of anything. They're always... Be, they're always trying to manipulate the person who is in charge. <laughs> they're always behind the scenes, you know, making the phone call, sending the text. They're the person who wants their own way and they can't achieve it through the Holy Spirit. And they feel they're not getting that. And this is a warning to the end times church, is to protect our homes, protect our families, protect our men and women, protect our pastors, our leaders, our husbands and wives from this type of attack. One other characteristic, which is very important, so that you can see a Jezebel spirit, they destroy prayer. Destroy. You know the first thing Jezebel did? She tore down the altars. Tore down the, that's the prayer. Go straight to attack the prayer. We don't have altars, but the Jezebel spirit will try to defile you. To defile you, to get you into practices that are not correct, so that your prayers are invalid. It's the same spirit, just operating in a different way. And another thing about the Jezebel spirit, they're, they're often people who are self-appointed. Jesus said, that woman in, in, in Revelation chapter 2, that woman who calls herself, who calls herself a prophet. So they're just some of the characteristics of Jezebels. Be very careful and be discerning in your spirit. Some of the effects of this spirit, and they can be powerful effects, fear, when you feel frightened, and I mean a spirit of fear, it's very different from natural fear. It's, it's much, much stronger than natural fear. Discouragement, lust for power or lust for sex, overwhelming lust for sex, and depression. They're the big four. Fear, discouragement, lust, and depression. They're the big four. So this morning, I just want to give you a few, to me, fascinating examples in the Bible of people who succumbed to the spirit of Jezebel. And I pray for you and for me, and I'll come to me in the end, I pray for myself on this, on this issue that I don't become vulnerable to the spirit, this what we call the Jezebel spirit. But let, let me just introduce the first character who's a casualty here, and that's Ahab. Ahab is famous. Now, if you're like me, you probably think of Ahab as a weak man. Oh, poor Ahab. There's a little husband, hello, hello Ahab, you know. And no, nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. Ahab is no weakling, okay? Do you know, who was the most successful king in Israel? Who was the most successful king in terms of taking land? Answer the question. Wrong. It wasn't David, right? It wasn't David. Everybody says David. The most successful king in taking land was Solomon, okay? Who was the second most successful? Wrong. Second most successful was Ahab. So the first most successful, strongest guy for taking nations is Solomon. The second is Ahab. And the third is David. Do you think Ahab is weak? Ahab is not weak. Ahab is a powerful nation taker. 
And this man was dominating everything in his sight except one woman. <laughs> this man was, and some of you watching today, you may say, Pastor Mike, are you, don't you know me? Don't you know I have 10,000 staff? Don't you know that I'm, I have great authority in this area and great Ahab had more authority than you. Ahab was a nation taker. He had authority in every area except his own wife. Authority over everything except that spirit. I hope you understand, friends, the difference between a natural thing. Let me say uh, anger. If I get anger in myself, in my flesh, that anger has a certain degree of power. Oh, I'm angry, I'm angry. But the spirit of anger, that's a different thing. That's a powerful thing. You, 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 you can be sad. And that's got one level of power. But then you've got the, the, the spirit of depression. Totally different. Overwhelming. And you see Jezebel is a spirit. It's a spirit. And it is famous for taking down strong people. Strong people. People who are highly successful just like you. And one of the qualifications for genuine spiritual leadership and ministry in the end times church is you must overcome. You must overcome this. And that's the story of Revelation chapter 2. So first character, very sad character, <coughs> Ahab. Second character, Elijah. <coughs> so do you think Elijah is weak? Is Elijah a weak man? No! Elijah is a powerful, powerful prophet. In fact, he is the typification of all prophets. Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets. So you're talking about an elite individually, spiritually. Elijah was frightened of nothing and no one. Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal. Elijah was fearless until one day he gets one word through a spirit, okay, through a spirit, and suddenly he says he wants to die, fear, depression, discouragement, runaway feelings. And, and by the way, those of you who are either lay ministers or full-time ministers, let me tell you this. The moment Elijah tolerated Jezebel, he was out of ministry. His ministry finished. He didn't do anything else after that. He ran away. He tolerated the spirit of Jezebel. And then almost immediately, you see him depressed and God encourages him. He appoints Jehu, right? And Elisha to take his place. So you need to not make the same mistake as Elijah. Not make the same mistake as Ahab. I can continue. There are many of them in scripture. And I'm sorry to say it because for me it's a very sad thing. Third character, Herod himself. For me, Herod is one of the most fascinating uh, characters in Scripture. And the one thing I would say about Herod, and please listen, Herod enabled his wife Herodias to operate in a bad spirit. Herod, for me, was the enabler. And that, that was a bad thing. That was a, a bad, their, their, their end was not good. And you can see the effect. This message is called the Jezebel effect. Now you can see the effect of Jezebel on Elijah. He runs away. He wants to hide. Look at the same spirit in Herod and Herodias in another prophet, John the Baptist. You see? Jezebel says, I'm going to cut your head off. Well, Herodias did cut his head off. John the Baptist. She did cut his head off. Right? So it's the same spirit. 
Same spirit. And it's the same weakness, the same doors that this spirit gets into our homes, families, churches, and nations, as you see in, in the book of Revelation. It's the same effect. Fourth character, John the Baptist. You see, John the Baptist himself, once again, a man of incredible power and great authority, preaching the gospel, fearful of it. He didn't care if they were going to kill him. John the Baptist was screaming in the streets, right? And then, what do we see? He gets tangled up with Herodias, and next thing he's in prison, and it says that John the Baptist, it says this in, in John's Gospel, John's, disciple told, John's disciples told him all these things. Calling two of them, John said this, to go to Jesus and ask him, are you the one that is to come? John had become so discouraged, so deflated. This is the Jezebel effect. Knocking great men of God, one after another, down. And scripture, sorry to tell you the truth again, folks, but scripture says there's going to be a, a great battle in the last days. And Jesus points this out in Revelation chapter 2 as one of the principal issues that you and I must overcome. A fifth character, and this is a little bit of a surprising one, but Jonathan, Jonathan is fair. Every sermon you hear on Jonathan, it's about how much he loved David. Jonathan betrayed David. Jezebel's always want to be your best friend. best friend. Jonathan was David's best friend. And if you remember, in Psalm 55, David said, If an enemy was attacking me, if my foe was attacking me, I could endure it, but it is you. It is you, the one with whom I've walked. It's you with whom I walk together in the house of God. Many people betrayed David. In fact, David's life is full of traitors and betrayal. And that reminds me of Jesus Christ. David was, uh, David was a man after God's own heart. And we see these two same principles at work. David was always giving people a chance. Always trying to restore Absalom. But Absalom betrayed him. And his chief advisor, Anathothel, I can never say that name, he also betrayed him. And then Jonathan, I believe. Do you know Jonathan in 1 Samuel, when David thought he was going to be killed by Saul, Jonathan says this to David, don't be afraid, David. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel and I will be second to you. There you go. <laughs> Control, manipulation. I'm going to be your best friend. And then when you get into authority, I'm not going to lead. I'm just going to control you from behind the scenes. So I see this spirit at work in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and very much prophesied, I believe, by Jesus Christ for the end times. LFC, we are blessed to have many powerful ministers in this church, and that's a great thing. May God bless you. Today, I want to do a very specific thing. I want you every one of you, male and female, not to tolerate a Jezebel spirit in your life. Okay? Don't tolerate it. Overcome it in Jesus' name. I believe it's a requirement. Do you know, <coughs> excuse me, it wouldn't be Sunday if I didn't cough. I just do that to make you feel at home. <laughs> one day, I pastored in many different churches in many different cities. And in this one country, one day, three families, three mothers and wives with their children, the husbands didn't come, but th three women with their children, 
three different families come and join our church and somebody says oh we've got three new you know families that have joined so that's a lot of people in one day that's a lot of members I, I, I was quite surprised so I said can we talk at the end of the meeting it's possible to have a little chat why are you coming and I sat with those three women those wives alone and they began to tell me their story they were all Jezebels <laughs> they were all operating in Jezebel spirit you know in Revelation chapter 2 I gave her time to repent Jesus said but she wouldn't she wouldn't have it so I will destroy her these three women had been controlling their homes their churches and guess what they were sick of it they were sick of it you know sometimes your children want discipline sometimes your children get so fed up of the results of sin that they actually want you to be a father and as I listened to those women they were explaining to me how wrong they were how their things were, how their practices were wrong and I was confused and I was sitting thinking why are they here why? so I just asked the question can I ask you why have you come here and this is sad to me do you know what they said because we think you can help us well can't your other pastor help you because your husband help you who helps you nobody nobody helps you just let you behave whatever way you want even though you know it's wrong you should not tolerate Jezebel you should not tolerate Jezebel not in your own children not from your husband not from your wife and if you love one another you will not tolerate this spirit if you love God you will not tolerate this spirit you must overcome it that's what you must do do you know those three women I very quickly set them free all three of them free then I met their husbands I led their husbands to the Lord and I baptized all three men myself hallelujah and I want you men and women to go out and set people free in Jesus name those who are troubled by their families those who are living under fear or depression or intimidation I commission you I challenge you to defeat your own Jezebels and then set other people free from their Jezebels let me just get really personal one moment and if you wish you can follow my example we've been preparing this message together for the last few days <clears throat> and at one point my wife said to me let's let, let's pray as, as a family and I said no absolutely no because I'm not ready for that yet and I went out on my own this week and you know what I, I analyzed myself I said Jesus Christ is there any way is there any vulnerability within me is there any temptation that I give into that that to achieve goals apart from the Holy Spirit would you if there is forgive me and I searched myself and I searched myself the second thing it's always to do with rebellion so I need to ask myself three questions do I respect the authority of God do I respect the authority of the church and do I respect the authority of the land if you don't obey the laws of the UK I don't believe you about obeying the laws of God I don't believe you do obey God do I respect the law of God respect the authority of the church and respect the laws of this land why do I ask myself these questions because if I don't come through this route I don't have authority over the spirit hello the thing that gives me authority is I myself am not willing to partake with that spirit I'm not I'll wait on the Holy Spirit to help me 
Secondly, I'm under the authority of God, the church, and indeed the land. After I had prayed those prayers, then I went at home to my wife and began to look and say, is there anything I can help you with? I'm not coming to condemn. Is there anything I can help you with? Do you struggle with this? That's perfectly okay. That's what the church is here for. Here to set you free. <coughs> Actually, I'll say this for Mary's. <coughs> she is the opposite. She is the antipode of, of anything Jezebel. Very, 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 very humble and acceptive of authority. I know that's a strong message. <laughs> I'm aware of it. But these are the end times. These are the last days. And I have set people free in this area. But I need you to help me. I need you. I'm commissioning you. I'm calling you. And I'm going to repeat these steps. And I ask you to consider them for yourself. Do you try to achieve the goals of God using your body through manipulation, through trying to get to the pastor without going to the pastor by going around? You know the story. That's what Jezebel's do. Can't accept their place. If there's anything in me like that, Father, forgive me. Am I respecting the authority of God the authority of the church. Sometimes the authority of the church drives me crazy. But I have to obey it. You know, I've told you this before. Oh, Jesus. This, I mean, you can laugh. You can say it's ridiculous. The compulsion in me to leave the leaders meeting in Singapore because I was so finished. I was so destroyed. The compulsion in me to that I held on to my seat in the RMD meeting. I held on to my seat. No one knew. My body shaking. I will not desert the church. I will obey the leadership with all my might. White knuckle. And I got through a bump and got out the other. That's how serious I am about obedience to the church, to the church. and God is too. So am I seriously committed to obeying God's authority, the church's authority, and then, of course, the land? You must get all three, or you're going to have an entry point. You see, you're going to have an entry point, and then you're not going to have any authority. Get ready for the last days. To the person watching here who overcomes, these are the words of the Son of God. To he who overcomes, I will give that person authority. I will give you authority over the nations. You will speak to those nations. I tell you what, if there's anything lacking in the church today, it's authority. That's for sure. Because of these compromises. So I pray a good spirit down upon you. A good spirit down upon our homes. And I re repentance begins right here. And we repent together with you. So that Jesus and the Holy Spirit would be able to fill us and use us in these last days. Father, <coughs> thank you for this word as challenging as it is. And Jesus, you did nothing other than that which you saw the Father do. You were in submission to him. You let the Holy Spirit work through you. And we do that this morning. Lord, would you take all rebellion from our hearts would you prepare us to be good leaders, good pastors, good worship leaders, good fathers, good wives, good husbands, good mothers. Bless our children. 
that this evil spirit and many other evil spirits will not conquer them in these last days but we in the name of Jesus are more than conquerors we invite the goodness of the Holy Spirit into our hearts and our families and our homes today and we draw a line in the sand with any leaning towards manipulation any leaning towards control we reject it in Jesus name and we put our faith in God our holy 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 God this morning bless every individual watching and I pray you will bring them to a new level of authority in the kingdom let them set many people free many people free send them forth father as bondage breakers give them discernment to see the suffering that people have in this area send them forth to set people free I ask it in Jesus name amen amen God bless you I'll hand back to Pastor